0: This is Crow Inquisitors, and you're about to hear some original fiction inspired by the game. Some time ago, I took a screenwriting class. One of our main assignments was to make a film treatment, and then write part of the first act of the script. While I ended up deciding to do something different for my film treatment, my first inclination was to try to adapt season one of Crow Inquisitors into a film. First, I wrote an outline, but by the time I had finished with that, I realized that the story was complex enough, that it wouldn't quite work for the assignment I was given. But the idea of making our game into something bigger had always stuck with me. So, sometime after that, I started adapting Crow Inquisitors as if it was a novel. I only wrote about two or three pages, but I'm really happy with the writing, and I thought you might enjoy seeing an adaptation of the first couple of scenes of the first episode. And so, without further ado, here is a prose version of part of the first episode. the prison. Rays of sunlight filtered in through the bars of the small window, cascading down the length of the small room in what could almost be called a beautiful display. On any other day, and in any other place, Dellen would have undoubtedly smiled at the warmth of the sun or the way the flickers of yellow illumination danced across the floor. But not today. Not here. Today, the light of the sun, of the revered Saint Tatarian fell across the floor of a prison cell, and its glorious warmth and light mingled with the chill of cold stone, the smell of perspiration and refuse, and the taste of bitter anger on Delon's tongue. He was praying, kneeling in the center of his cell and trying to focus his mind on the spiritual rather than the worldly. The light shone off his bald scalp, at least where it wasn't tattooed in the ritual circular markings of his order around the crown of his head. He was stripped to the waist, and his muscular body glistened with the sweat of concentration. Dirty, disheveled, and stripped of his weapons and other accoutrements, he was not the shining example of the holy knighthood that he had been a week ago. He still didn't quite understand why. It had worked until this moment, trying not to focus on what was ahead. He hadn't been entirely sure what time it was when he had awoken this morning but with the sun rising, it was clear that he didn't have much time left. It was hard to focus on prayer, as his heart began to pound, and the sound of steel sliding through flesh tantalized his fantasies. But he tried anyway. The power of the great God was stronger than his human will, and so he trusted in that. He sorely wished he had some scripture with him, even a verse or two. He had memorized almost every holy passage ever written, of course, but there was something about having it in front of him that always seemed to be more powerful. That would help him focus his mind on something else than his impending death. I understand your ways are higher, he prayed aloud, his brow furrowing with concentration. The deep, strong timbre of his voice echoed off the walls as he spoke. Maybe the sound would help him clear his mind. But I do not know why I am here, or what is your purpose in this. Please, great God, show me the reason, if it is in your will. I thought that what I was doing was good. I thought it was in your will. Why have I been punished for it? There was a deep and profound silence, at least until the voice of the prisoner in the next cell reached his ears. It was higher in tone, but rich and smooth. To anyone else, it would have had an almost musical quality. But to Dellen, it made him want to vomit. Hey, Alphonse said to someone in a coarse whisper. At first, Delon thought his brother was talking to him and almost stood and stomped over to the cell door in a fury. But then Alphonse continued. Hey, guards. Delon clenched his teeth and tried to go back to praying. Hey, you, Alphonse whispered. Every word, every syllable made Delon want to kill something mostly Alphonse. You, over there. The man in the cell next to me. He's been insulting your mother. For Alphonse's sake, Delon prayed that he wasn't referring to him. I think that you should teach him a lesson, Alphonse continued. Delon listened to Alphonse's ramblings with his eyes closed, hoping that he would shut up soon. Luckily the guards took care of that for him. Though the walls separating their cells obstructed his vision, He heard quite clearly as their captors opened Alphonse's cell and proceeded to rough him up a bit. Alphonse protested, of course, and the sound of it made Delon smile ever so slightly. At least he would be getting what he deserved through all of this. Pity Delon couldn't do it himself. You're despicable, one of the guards said to Alphonse after a while. Do you really think that that man of God over there would ever think of harming my mother? Delon took comfort from that. At least these guards understood who he was, even if they couldn't do anything about it. They were just doing their job. He sent up a prayer for them. Well, I'm kind of a big deal myself, Alphonse said weakly, obviously not taking to the rough housing they were giving him. I'm a member of the Holy Knighthood too, you know. I'm basically the same, probably even better than him. There was the sound of another blow, and then another. Alphonse used half a dozen other excuses to get them to stop, but they didn't speak to him again except with the language of violence. Finally, the guards seemed to be done with him, and Delon heard the sound of the cell door being closed and locked again. He went back to praying. This time, he prayed for judgment. Antonius sat on the floor of his cell, weaving a ball of straw together. His large red beard had bits of straw itself, and his huge, broadly shouldered body was aching from the cramped quarters he'd been forced to endure these last several days. He was familiar with it all, of course, but being familiar with discomfort didn't exactly lessen it. Especially in these moments, at the dawn of a new day, with the tantalizing closeness of the sun so wonderfully inviting, yet just beyond his reach. He had to escape this time. He just had to. He had had so many chances, it seemed, over the years, but if he failed this time, there wouldn't be another chance tomorrow. It was do or die. Antonius glanced around his cell again now that the light of day was illuminating it. He had looked it over perhaps a thousand times in his week occupying it, but he saw it now with the new eyes of desperation. A hundred possible weaknesses of the room came to his mind illuminated in his thoughts as clearly as they were in the light of the sun. They could all work, just like they had a hundred times before. The problem was the next step, and the step after that. Those were always harder. It always got harder the closer you got to freedom. The simple cot he had been sleeping on, he passed by almost immediately, as well as the bucket in the corner of the room where a prisoner would defecate. The window and the door were the most relevant to his current situation, And neither looked entirely impregnable. The main problem was the fact that he was in the middle of one of the largest cities in Saron, without an ally in the world, and surrounded by hundreds of the High Priest's finest prison guards. He had been in a lot of prisons, but it was a first to be imprisoned by the High Priest of Saron himself. If he wasn't about to die, he might even take some pride in that. It was all a grave injustice, of course, but even though he would never admit it aloud. It felt oddly satisfying to be a martyr for a lost cause. Like his captivity, he had grown familiar with the feeling. Sometimes he forgot what his life had been like before that day, when he had become a criminal. He focused on the door, a great iron thing that sat taunting him in the middle of one of the stone walls of the cell. It wasn't as structurally sound as it first appeared. Any other man would have missed it but he had been in enough prisons and been part of the construction of enough doors to see the flaw. The hinges were weak. If he could get the right amount of leverage, he might be able to pop off the door. Antonius narrowed his eyes, judging the likelihood of escape. What would he do after that? Make a run for the exit. There were bound to be guards in his way, and they would be armed. He would not. It was a fool's chance that he would be able to overpower them and escape Even if he managed to take one of their weapons, he wasn't trained with a sword. But it was that, or be executed today in front of the people of Lucerta. He decided to try it. One last chance. That was when he heard the footsteps.